from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. What's up, Coach? I want to talk about Zoom actions. Maybe it's something that you want to think about running more. And, you know, I usually don't talk in a solo episode about, you know, style of play necessarily, but I think this is a really important one. So here's why. What is a Zoom and how did I get on this subject uh, recently as far as taking a deep dive into it? Here's why. One, uh, Zoom, first of all, if you're not familiar with the term, super simple. You have a player who comes off of a screen immediately followed by a handoff. This could be a stationary handoff, a dribble handoff, but it's really a bang, bang type action where a cutter is setting up a screen. They bring their defender off of the screen and then it's immediately followed by that handoff and they're looking to you know shoot, turn the corner. There's a ton of different variations and actions you can run off of that. But that base foundation right there is a zoom. You could run double zooms. You could shoot. You might be able to run a a uh, handful of different variations um, off of that. But the reason that I'm, I'm leaning more towards this is because we have a young lady that we train in Myrtle Beach, and she's a point guard. She's the best player on the team, leads the team in points, leads the team in assists. Uh, she's the decision maker. She's the ball handler, and she gets a lot of full court denial. She gets um, box and one. They have another shooter on their team, so sometimes we'll see some triangle two. Um, but she is getting dogged all the time. And when she has the basketball and she's bringing it up, she's working to get the basketball up the court. And although she has the basketball in her hands a ton, I was just thinking like, man, if there's just another option where she can get off the ball and then back on the ball and more of a scoring creation type opportunity, this could really help her team. You may have a player like this. Your best player is also your point guard. And if you want to essentially loosen up the defense, get them what I would say a a crack to be able to get downhill, to get into some decisions while the defense is moving and they're not always attacking from the top down, you know, where they're at the top of the key across the seams area facing essentially the whole defensive team, but we can put them around in different areas of the court. Uh, get them off the ball and then back on it can be super, super effective. And so that's why I think the zoom action can be one of the most beneficial because, you know, the, there's offenses where you're coming off a screen. There's offenses where you're coming off of a handoff or a ball screen, but being able to combine the screen followed by the handoff is really tough to guard. It's really, really tough to guard. And if I have somebody who's being denied all the time and they're a primary ball handler, there's times where I'm going to get them off the ball and then I'm going to run them through some zoom actions and it's going to help them. Okay. So let's go over uh, a few things on zoom and you'll see this a lot. It's like when you buy a, a new car and then everywhere you go, you see that new car. It's the same thing with zoom action, right? Once you run it, you see all these teams. Michigan runs it a lot. Northern Iowa, Loyola Chicago, some teams that have made a run recently in the NCAA tournament were well known for it. 
if you watched, uh, I'm dating this podcast, but if you watch recently, uh, Purdue and Michigan State played each other, right? And Purdue barely beat Michigan State in East Lansing. They beat my Spartans, man. Ah, that hurts. But Spartans played really, really well. And Purdue ran some tight Zoom actions for a freshman named Fletcher Lawyer. Okay, his, his brother played a little bit. Foster played a little bit for uh, Michigan State. And they have maybe the best big man in the country named Zach Eady. I think he is the best big man in the country, actually. And so what they would do is a lot of times they would set a screen for lawyer around the block. He would come off that screen and then Edie would be at more of the elbow. And so he's coming off the first screen around the lane line block area, coming off of the handoff. Edie is a massive human being. And then lawyer would be able to turn the corner and he scored. He got to the foul line and they ran a couple of these actions late in the game and it hurt Michigan state and they had some real, real trouble with it. So um, what I'm saying is you'll see these at every level and it's really beneficial if you're a team that already runs some four and five out, because it really complements that type of offense anyway. So how do we, go about setting this up and making some of those reads and decisions for our players. Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm going to, I'm going to tell you first off, let's go over some of the main, like we're just covering the basics here, right? Cause I'm no hoop genius. Okay. We're just covering some of the basics of zoom action. Right. So there's different locations. We could run a zoom action. You could start your cutter in the corner. As I talked about with Fletcher lawyer, they, they ran them some out of, um, coming off of the, the the paint area, getting the handoff more at the elbow. You could run this all perimeter-based where you know the, the cutter's coming from one of the wings and they're getting a screen and then they're getting a handoff and they're turning the corner, getting downhill from more to the top of the court. So running it with a cutter coming out of the corner, cutter coming out of the wing, cutter uh, coming out as a out-of-bounds play or more in the paint. Those are three of the most common areas that you would run a zoom action. And it really opens up the court because it's bunched up in the beginning, which means as the player turns the corner on that drive, there's a lot of space in other areas to be able to get downhill. And so as you think about the reads, the progressions, we talked about this, go back and listen to some of the ball, the ball screen episode we did a week or two ago. It's like, it's it's one thing for us to run ball screens. It's another thing for us to be able to teach kids how to read it and some of the progressions. Same thing when it comes to running Zoom actions. And one of the reasons I like Zoom so much is because there's a lot of uh, ball screen components and, and reads that are similar to it. So as I'm coming off of that handoff on a Zoom action, can I get to the rim? Can I get to the rim? Can I attack? Where is the, the big defending on the handoff? Can I get to the rim? Two, depending on what the defense does, is it a mid-range type situation? When I get to the mid-range, right, I'm close enough to the hoop that the defense has to pay attention. So it doesn't have to be necessarily a mid-range pull, but being able to get that handoff and getting down in the mid-range a lot of times draws the defense, and then we can be a be a great passer, which is why I think some there's usually a player or two on a team that I think you got to have a player or two that can that can hit a mid-range shot, in my opinion. And then we got the three. You can come off of that zoom action, get behind the handoff, and then you can pull the three. Great way to get open there. 
Number four, it gets right into some ball screen, screen roll type actions. So as I get that handoff, my big who's handing it off to me, they can get into their roll. If I'm driving downhill and we want to get them to pop, they can pop. So we talk more in detail with our, our ball screen episode on that roll. There's even more reads depending on where the big is helping. Is it a, a short roll pocket pass? Is it more of a deep roll and I'm throwing it high, catch high, keep high for the finish? And so that's very important for us to work on as well, getting the handoff off the zoom and then getting it to the big. And then the, the fifth one that's still kind of on that same side of the court, because this is a three player action, right? The cutter, the screener, and the player who's running the handoff. It's a three player action. I mean, you could run this in three on three and it'd be perfect. So with this in mind, you got the kickback to the initial screener. So as we talked about in some of our ball screen episodes, if you're running a ball screen on a wing to seam type area and you have a player on that same side in the corner, that defender will like to help on a screen roll a lot of times. And so if we can rise or, or lift out of the corner as we're coming off of that zoom action and that curl, that pass over the top, especially if you're like a bigger player that's good at passing over the top, that's a really good look for a three. And if that player doesn't have it, what usually happens at it's a really great opportunity for that player to get into a post-entry pass, right? So the big hands it off, dribble drive, you're drawing the defense, you kick it over to the rise on the wing, and then who, uh, whoever handed off, that's uh, your big, they roll down to the post, now they're sealing in the post, and you get in it. So it's a good way to get a post-entry uh, you think all these things being perimeter based, if I want to get my big, a good touch around the basket where that big prior, the, the big defender, I should say prior has to pay attention to the ball, to guarding some, some screens and some handoffs. Oh, by the way, we're actually using this all as mid direction because we're going to get a post touch. That's a great way. That's a great way to do it. With that in mind, let's say you're running five out. All right, you're on a five out. So let's say you got corners, wings, and top of the key filled, and the basketball is at the top of the key, and that's like your big trail who has the basketball. You can have one side running the zoom action. You can have the big with the basketball. They could be at the top of the key. Some players, teams will run a little closer to the foul line or the elbows, which is fine as well. And they could be looking to get the basketball into um, that handoff running your Zoom. Now, if you watch uh, Hunter Dickinson, he's he does a good job at times of, of being patient on that, right? So if he has the basketball, he hasn't dribbled yet, and he's looking at that initial pin down, and he's deciding, am I going to dribble to that cutter and run the Zoom action, get in the handoff? So he peeks. He's reading. And if he doesn't like what he sees – he turns the corner, he, he looks to the other side, and then that's the cue for the other side of the court then to run their zoom. And then he'll usually dribble to the other side and then get into the handoff uh, on, on that side. So you can run zoom, we read it with the big, big doesn't like what they see, they can dribble to the other side, they run the zoom and you get your handoff on the other side. So it's zoom to another zoom. With that in mind, what are a couple counters 
in case the defense is overplaying. I'm glad you asked, right? Again, screener or cutter can always backdoor cut. They can slip this, right? They're reading. If it's being overplayed, they can do that, right? Not a big deal there. If the cutter curls this tight, goes to the basket, basket cut, we can hit them, but if we don't hit them, then the screener comes off the handoff. Easy peasy, right? So we want our cutter to have uh, the decision-making skills and the ownership to say, hey, I don't have to come off this handoff. If I see something, whether it's more of a slip action or I'm, I got a defender locking and trailing, I can come off that initial screen, I can cut to the basket, and that's a look for me. They could even post up. And if they don't get the basketball from the big, then our screener then comes off of the handoff. All right. So that's a second option. And then as, as we mentioned, we can be able to, if we have the ability to slip, if we have the ability to uh, get into our, our cut off of that, and then if we can, our screener gets the handoff, those are three good little counters that you can use when you're running some of this stuff. Okay, so we can go one side to the other. We can slip it immediately. We can tight curl it. And then our screener would, would get the basketball. No problem at all from there. Okay, now let's go back to some of the locations of where we can do this. Traditionally, the majority of the time that I see it's five out type look. Basketball is closer to the top of the key to start, and you're running your zoom action with the cutter starting in the corner. That's a common one, okay? We can do this, as we talked about. Purdue ran it as they beat the Spartans, where it's tight. Your cutter is uh, coming from along the lane line in the paint. They come off a screen near the block. They get the handoff from the big near the elbow, and they can turn the corner and try to get downhill. And then... The third option that you don't see as much, uh, but can definitely happen, is let's say we put the big or the handoff player at the left wing. And we have a player at the top of the key who's setting a screen for the player at the right wing, right? So the player on the right wing is the one coming off of the zoom. Player on the right wing sets up their screener. They come off that away screen. And then it's followed by a dribble at with the player who's on the left wing and they get into their handoff. And so now you're, you're getting it outside of the three point line. You're moving more laterally off that handoff and then you're turning the corner down. But all three of those players were starting essentially wing up on the court. All right. And so that's another great uh, way to run zoom. And again, if it's three or four out super easy out of any of these uh, formations to be able to run that type of action. Okay. So how do we practice it? How do we practice it? Here's a couple of drills that are super easy to use for training, whether it's, you know, one-on-one, two-on-two, -two. you can teach some of your kids the, the progressions. But again, let's think about the three reads that we want to teach. It's one thing to do a drill. It's another thing to work on the skills and the teaching aspect. So as we're getting into one-on-one -on -one practice for Zooms, are we emphasizing with our kids, hey, we got to set up the screen? Two, we have to read the screen. Are they chasing it or are they going underneath? 
And then three, are we attacking the handoff to try to get to the rim? Are we reading it into a mid-range or a pull-up? And let's just start there with, with the one-on-one. -on -one. So if I have a player, if I have two players, one's on offense, one's on defense, let's say we're putting them in a corner and say it's just me in the gym. I just put a chair or a couple of cones out, kind of 15 feet wing area. And my offense player has to work on setting up that defender. They got the chair there. That's the screener. And they're working off of that. And if I start at the top of the key and as they're bringing their cutter in and starting to come off, I'm just starting to dribble towards that chair. And then I can get into my handoff to the player. Now I can pass, right? So if the defense cheats it early, my cutter can slip. If um, the cutter is setting up that screen and they push the defense under, I'm in my handoff and that's where we start to teach the reads. Player can get behind, behind me and take that jump shot. If the defensive player is trying to go over the top, obviously we're trying to curl it. Or maybe they're kind of zigzagging through. Maybe they try to fight over the first chair, under the handoff. I want to give my defensive players uh, the freedom because I want my offensive players to be able to understand the reads. And so that's a super easy one-on-one -on -one drill to work on a Zoom action. Again, you think about what's it look like in a game. There's offensive player cutting, there's an offensive player screening, and there's an offensive player giving the handoff. All I have to do is have one offensive player, one defensive player. I can set up chairs or cones for the screener. I can be the person to hand off. Boom, we're good to go right there. So that's an easy way to do some one-on-one some -on -one options right there. If you don't have the ability to hand it off yourself, you could use two, two chairs. You could have a chair as the screener, and then you could set a basketball on the second chair, and then you got to come off of and just grab the grab the basketball off the cone. That's some old school stuff, but it works. Okay. Now, another thing that we can work on is being able to read this as the screener, because the screener also has some ability to, to score. So if I'm the coach and I'm at the top of the key, we have a player that's starting more so around the wing. They're on offense and they have a defender right there. They're going to practice what it's like to go down and set that screen. And we are going to imagine that that cutter is cutting through or cutting away, backdoor cut. They curled the initial screen. So they're not getting the basketball. What do we talk about in our progressions? That means the screener is now coming off of a handoff. So again, we're going one-on-one. -on -one. I got an offense and defensive player this time starting at the wing. They go down, they practice like they're going to set that screen, and then they come off me who's handing the basketball off, and we're playing one-on-one. -on -one. Again, defensive player can go under, defensive player can go older, uh, older, defensive can player can go over. We're working on being able to get that handoff in a tight enough situation to uh, the, the handoff, the body of your teammate, right, so that you can turn the corner tight you're not given a lot of space to get blown up right there. And the timing is obviously key. So that's another thing that we can practice playing one-on-one. -on -one. We've talked about the cutter. We've talked about the screener. Those are really good things. And then we can start to build this into two-on-two. -two. You can probably do the math on what this looks like. Simple example. I got my offense defense player in the corner. I got an offensive defensive player now at the top of the key, and I can still set my chair up for that first uh, screener and we're running zooms out of that. 
So two on two, put a chair in the middle and you're working on all those different reads, timing of the handoff. You give the cutter in the corner a lot of ownership as far as if they want a backdoor cut, if they want to come off the chair into a curl, or if they want to get off the handoff. And it's really good to put the, you know, as we build into two on two, you're giving the player up top the chance to make those decisions. Because if there's a key player to this whole thing of running zooms, it's the player who has the basketball and is doing the handoff, right? That's a player that needs to have a high basketball IQ. Yeah, it's nice if they have a big body and are really good at setting screens, but if they don't have a, a great understanding and don't have the ability to make the pass for a backdoor cut, uh, a tight wrap or a curl, handoff, if they need to switch their angle a little bit as they're setting a screen because the defender's going under, we want them to have a good IQ as well as being able to, to set those screens. So getting them the chance to practice what's that, what that is like is really valuable as well. And then the other variation of, of this for two-on-two two would be to have the cutter out and the screener is the offensive player screeners defender and then we have offense and defense up top as the handoff and again like we talked about if we're running through some of our options and the cutter in the zoom has the ability to reject that screen or tight curl that initial screen then our screener becomes the player coming off the handoff so we work on coming down set that screen we come off the handoff but again it's two on two we're going live up top as well with the offensive defensive player right there. So that's just another simple variation of how we can run some two-on-two -two for uh, players working on a, a Zoom action. And, you know, with a lot of this stuff, I would recommend whole part whole. I mean, you, you break it down, big picture. You walk through, you know, what those actions are going to look like. It could be walking through five-on-five, five, and you walk through like five-on-oh, and then you start to break it down and, and build it back up. I think that's a, a really good way to do it. And as we talked about before, this is a three-player game. So you progress on to three-on-three three off of this setup, and, you know, it's really good. Um, the screener and the cutter need a lot of practice as far as getting on the same page. And so uh, that's one of the nice things about running, you know, these little small-sided games is because the kids can get so many reps in and they can get a good understanding for some of the tendencies of their teammates. Does this teammate like to come behind the screen and pull the three? Does this teammate like to, to curl? Does this teammate really like to get the handoff and then try to dribble drive and, and break the, the defense down? Is this more of a passer or more of a shooter? Um, so you start to figure out, you know, one another through running some of these small sided games, which is, which is really important. So a um, couple last pieces of advice. As you run this, if you decide to run some of this during the season, teams are going to start to overplay. They're going to start to cheat. So you got to work on your, your slips. You got to work on your counters. We've talked about some of those. And then from a screening and handoff standpoint, even a cutter standpoint, it's really important to be patient. And as we talked about with our ball screen episode, if I'm coming off of a screen as a cutter, 
there's a lot of times where cutters will get too low and then they almost have to go out and then up off the screen. And that takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time and it's easier to guard, right? So if we can concentrate more so on getting our defender to a level and then breaking it off the screen, that's better. And if it's a player that's a shooter, like I talked about in our example, the young lady that, that we work with a lot down here, boy, she like she's getting tight body to body type defense. So for her, if she can bring her defender down and as she's coming off of a screen, if her bottom foot is below the high foot of that screener, she's really making it tough for that defender to step in between the screener and the cutter and blowing up that screen. Super, super tough. Even if she gets pushed out a little bit, she's still going to be tight enough and the defender's not going to be able to blow up that screen. But she's not so low below that screen that she has to go away from the basket and then come off that screen. I hope this is all, all making sense, okay? So that's a little bit of Zoom action in a nutshell. I've been, yeah, again, as I've you know watched some college basketball games, as I've watched uh, even some high school and, you know, doing some, you know, internet research. It's funny how often you see certain actions once they're just on the, the top of your mind. And so maybe as you've listened to this podcast episode, you're like, oh yeah, you know, this, this team, you know, Michigan, yeah, they do run uh, a ton of these actions. They do. And so uh, if you have any questions about it, let me know. I recommend it. If you have a player who can play, who can handle the ball, they're getting dogged all game and you're looking for a way to loosen them up. Uh, this can also work well against the triangle too. It can also work well against a, a box and one type defense as far as getting that player off the ball and getting them back on again. And so that's another one of the reasons why I want to share it right well um, right now, because a lot of you guys have a, have a player that you lean on heavily throughout the course of the season. And we want to use some different ways to get them, get them loosened up, get the basketball. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. Anything I can do for you. Our membership site is awesome. It's coachesedge.coach from our meetings to our resources, our presentations, guest speakers. It's awesome. So coachesedge.coach, if you want to learn more, check us out on social media. I'm Kramer Beeball on Twitter. Our coach's uh, Twitter account is at coachesedge1. And if you like what you hear, a positive rating and review goes a really, really long way because we continue to grow and we can't do it without the faithful support of our listeners. So we appreciate you. Have an awesome basketball season. Finish strong, man. Finish strong because it's going to be over before you know it. Get after today.